Welcome to Beyond the Buzz, S&P Global Ratings Sustainable Finance Podcast, where we dive into hot topics across the sustainability landscape. Hi, this is Mike Wilkins reporting directly from COP26 in Glasgow for this episode of Beyond the Buzz. And I have here today with me uh, Andrew Mitchell, who is the founder and senior advisor at Global Canopy, a major NGO, uh, and also vice chair of the Task Force for Nature Related Financial Disclosure Stewardship Council. Hi, Andrew. Hello. Hi. Hi. So I wanted to start off really just discussing our recently published commentary, Natural Capital Valuation and Incentive to Protect Nature, which explores the idea of pricing nature as the potential route to stemming its loss. In your view, is natural capital valuation a tool that could be better used by policymakers to arrest deforestation? Well, uh, putting a price on nature is quite controversial because there are those who say, you know, nature's priceless. And as soon as you put a price on it, you know, people can just say, well, I'll pay that price and continue knocking it down. But my experience over 40 years of working at the environmental and conservation front line is that uh, those arguments don't really stand up because we currently have a price of, of zero for nature in the financial system, effectively, and so it, we roll it back. And, and the big problem is that when you look inside a terminal, if you're an asset manager and you're trying to price a company, uh, most of the uh, externalities, such as nature, are missing. Uh, and so we live in a world of false price signals uh, because all of these externalities that are in the economic system are not in the share prices or in the price of the product. So it gives you a false view of what's a buy and what's a sell. And the world is beginning to come to terms with this now, particularly at COP, with some major announcements. And this is the first COP to have nature at its heart. So I think we're at a kind of turning point on understanding of this. And we focus on beef produced in the Brazilian Amazon as a case study in pricing nature. In your view, could such natural capital valuation techniques be applied to other ecosystems, such as protecting coral reefs, for example? Well, I think all systems can have it applied to them because uh, what what you need is to have some sort of valuation of nature so that it can be uh, visible in the transaction. The moment nature's value is invisible in our economy. So if you take the deforestation in the Brazilian Amazon, for instance, this has been driven by cattle uh, over decades. Uh, and the, the costs of tearing down the forest there are not in the price of the beef that's then exported. Well, only 20% goes outside Brazil. Most of it's eaten by Brazilians, but it's not in the price. And as a result, it look, makes beef look cheap, when in fact, it's pretty expensive. And following from the recent announcement here at COP by global leaders to halt deforestation by 2030, and that previous targets have been missed previously. What, in your view, are the key levers policymakers can pull to make this target achievable? Well, uh, stopping deforestation is hard. In many countries, they have laws uh, to stop deforestation and they are not implemented. It's because it's the Wild West. It's uh, miles away from the eyes of central government and it's uh, extremely hard to actually solve this. But uh, there are two big levers that are um, working against deforestation. Um, The first is subsidies. Uh, Very often, uh, the subsidies are given out which uh, don't have sufficient checks and balances on them and actually... Um, accelerate the loss. We have the same thing in fossil fuels. You know, with, for, for example, globally, we spend about 150 billion protecting nature. That's mainly government money. The value of subsidies that are harming nature, which is also government money, are five times that. So if we doubled all the money to protect nature in the world, we wouldn't come close to overcoming the subsidies that are harming it. So a key 
uh, lever that must happen is on subsidies. Yeah. And, and equally, given the extent of global nature loss, which the UNFAO showed to be a loss of 10 million hectares per year in their State of the World Forest Report from 2020, and the growing demand for soft commodities associated with nature loss, such as palm oil, soy and beef, what actions could policymakers reasonably take to achieve this target? Uh, well, soft commodities like that are feeding the world and are used in multiple products. And uh, what's not happening is that it's very hard to know where they're coming from and where they're going to and whether they are sustainable or not. Now, um, the traders know that, at least they know where it's coming from, but that's not necessarily public information. So uh, there is now a tremendous amount of radical transparency emerging. Trace.earth is a really good tool developed by my group in Oxford. And for, with that, we can not only find out where the commodities are coming from, where they're being traded globally, just on a click. We can also reveal all the finance. So you can put in the name of a bank, we can see all the holding companies and the whole finance chain. So it's this kind of radical transparency that's going to help the people who are buying these commodities to know whether they're good or bad, and that will change things. Right, okay. And then the Task Force on Nature-Related Financial Disclosure, or TNFD, uh, which is currently being created, Will, will pricing nature be a fundamental part of nature-related disclosure for corporates and financial institutions, in your view, over time? Well, we kind of, unlike the carbon framework, we don't have numbers for nature. With the climate, you've got uh, you know, 1.5 degrees or 2 degrees, depending on where you are, and you've got a ton of carbon as the currency. Uh, we don't have that for nature. We're looking for targets that will come out next year for COP15, uh, COP uh, and we're looking for those targets. So coupled with targets, there needs to be this currency. It could be a hectare of something with biodiversity on it. There's a difference between a desert and a rainforest with biodiversity. And then you can price that. And the sorts of studies you have done showing that uh, the cost of deforesting the Amazon coming out around about uh, uh, $5,000 a hectare or something like that, you know, add that up, you're talking about four billion a year, or actually nearer five. You start to get a number and we're beginning to get something that asset managers and so on can work with because yeah. that's what we've got to get in spreadsheets because right now right. the number's zero yeah. and that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. And um, just looking uh, now at um, uh, what developments are needed to make natural capital valuation a more prominent part of the assessment of wealth. So alongside produced and human capital, so standards for ecosystem services assessment or supply chains monitoring, could they be good examples of that? I think you know standards are good. We will. There are, the problem is there's too many standards. We need to coalesce those. That's what's happened here for climate yep. with the, the IFRS now has standardised the, uh, the, the that for climate. We'll see that happen in nature. Yep. We'll see that over the next five years. TNFD will be bringing it all together in one overarching framework, linked like two overlapping circles with the TCFD. So we're working closely with them. You'll be familiar with the methodologies that come out of it. Yep. Uh, and uh, my last point that I would like to make in this podcast is we need to get this kind of thinking into business schools. We're still teaching old economics. Remember, eco is in economics. And we need to get back in to all the businesses around the world. And then this kind of thing will grow in the basic thinking and the way businesses are run. Great. Excellent. Well, thank you very much, Andrew, for that. appreciate your time. Thank you for the opportunity. Bye. To subscribe to Beyond the Buzz or to view our analysts' research, go to spglobal.com forward slash ratings. Thanks for listening and tune in for our next episode.